0: Hey guys, this is Hannah.
1: And I'm Amber.
0: And we're That's Not Good, a true crime podcast. Where we talk about everything from true crime, to paranormal, to ghost stories, to weirdness. And we're kind of funny too.
1: We sure are. Find us on our socials, at That's Not Good, a true crime podcast.
0: And wherever you listen to podcasts, just do it.
1: See you there. Bye. I think
0: that the book,
1: The subject of this series may just be the worst atrocity the world has ever seen that you've never heard of. Going back to just before the beginning of World War II to a war that you also probably have never heard of, we're going to discuss in great detail the events of what many call the six weeks of horror, containing everything from shootings to crucifixions, castrations to being buried alive, and an absolutely massive amount of sexual assault and all-out murder. Were neither men, women, or children, from fetuses all the way up to the elderly, no one was safe in this city from the invading army. We're going to dig deep to tell you what happened, why it happened, who tried to stop it, and what happened to those that participated in it. Spoilers, not much. Today we give you episode one of... The Rape of Nan King. I'm Kevin Young, and I'm Don Horgan, and this is torture. Boy, is it ever! <laughs> <laughs> it's this. Okay, it's not gonna. I'm just for if, if you're out there and you you don't know the Rape of Nan King, which I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect a lot of people to know about the rape of Nanking. It's not something that's really taught over here anyway. I don't know about about Europe. Um, the first I heard of it was when you mentioned it to me. Yeah, the Japanese have so. the Japanese and to uh, a lesser extent but still an extent <laughs> the uh, American and European governments have done a, quite a bit to squash down the retelling of this story uh, because of how everybody kind of plays in it. We'll get more into how uh, Europe and America play into it later episode. Not so much today. Um, Probably next episode. I'll tell a little bit. I'll tell kind of the history of um, how everything came to be. So you'll hear more about that then. Um, Okay. But, there's a reason that you have you probably have never heard of the rape of nanking. uh the japanese worked really hard to make sure nobody heard about the rape of nanking because it gets fucking brutal. uh just so you well, know.
0: considering considering we know so much about the holocaust for example. Yeah. to then know yeah. then that we don't know much about this because of how bad it was that it was kind of hidden. Right. That kind of already says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: yeah. So with things like obviously, now I say it's the worst atrocity the world has ever seen that you've never heard of. Um, what happens in Nanking and from Shanghai leading up to Nanking? So it's a, it, it, that's a few months, but mostly in and around Nanking. The, the majority of it takes place in about six weeks compared to the Holocaust or, um, you know, the slave trade or uh, the horrible things that, you know, Americans did to the Native Americans back, you know, when we were taking over their country. Uh, those Wasn't took, that long though. Yeah. Those took years to to work up. We're going to be talking about literally hundreds of thousands of deaths within six weeks. So that's pretty heavy. More more people will die in Nanking from what the Japanese do to the Chinese people than the atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki put together. Really? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. And they did it with guns and bayonets <laughs> and swords and a bunch of other uh inventive stuff that we'll get to in a little bit. Uh most of the stuff we're gonna talk about on this episode is gonna be pretty just like straightforward mass, you know, mass murder and torture. Uh, nothing that people of this that listen to this show aren't used to already. The next show will have yeah. quite the trigger warning with it because that's when we'll get into the uh, the the mass rapes, and those are gonna be hard for some people to hear. So I'll have like timestamps and stuff so people can jump around and not have to hear the horribleness of it uh dan you have no choice
0: oh uh, yeah yeah
1: where's that mute button <laughs> uh, i just sit here nodding kind of go, yeah, yeah. okay yeah yeah i hear you <laughs> yeah it's gonna yeah the second episode is gonna be a third episode won't be as bad it, it, it'll be the easier one but um you know there's that <laughs> sec- third ter- ter- episode we
0: uh two we'll just sit here and play uno to kind of break all the tension. <laughs> we'll
1: just tell yeah we'll just tell you uh, we'll just send everybody fun pictures of baby animals uh, the uh, yeah the third episode won't be as bad but that's that saying that well the worst is over now um for these next two episodes uh the worst won't be over everything i tell you <laughs> will be the best it's gonna get because the next thing's gonna be worse it's over and over and over and over again it reminds me of a uh, I watched this like medical TV shows. people who had like surgeries and stuff and things were fucked up and it ruined their lives and all this shit it was a long time ago and this guy had some surgery done and the doctor accidentally left like a sponge inside of him and they didn't realize it and all of his tissue kind of like grew around it and there's nothing they could do they couldn't take it out without killing him and they told him Every day of your life is going to be the best day of your life because the next one is going to be worse than the one before. So this Twice. is going to be the best day of your life. The next day, it's going to be as good as it gets. Next day, that's going to be as good as it gets from now on. That's kind of what these two episodes are going to be like. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. So you have been warned. Um, But before we get going, as the norm, call the action. This time, you know, just... Tell somebody about the show. Just go out and word of mouth. Just tell somebody about the show. Just if, if you know you know somebody likes uh, true crime or macabre or weird history or you know horror movies or whatever. Seems like this would be something they'd be into. Tell them about it. Say hey, you might like this. Check it out. The worst that can happen is they listen to it, don't like it, think you're fucked up for listening to it, and then never talk to you again. And then hey, less Christmas yeah. presents you have to buy. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was
0: thinking to saying like, hey, friend, who has a fucked up sense of humor. Yeah, that's we all know that person. Oh yeah, you might be that person. Well, or, we are in you that know. Know, instance. Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, yeah. If, just tell somebody. You know, um, we, we're gonna we have a QR code. I plan on throwing up on the uh, the Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff, and you know, show that to people. They can scan it or whatever, and it'll take them uh, straight to the show. So anyway, we got some stuff to cover today. So uh, Dan, how have you been?
0: Uh, good. Good? Can't complain too much. Yeah. You know, same old, same old. Same old, same old. Kind of one get more done than I have been getting done, but I've been very lazy last two weeks, which is a good thing. I have two weeks off, so I'm like yeah, do nothing. Yeah, I'm a to do list sitting here yeah. and not a single item has been marked off. <laughs> so I'll do some stuff tomorrow. But um
1: Oh famous last words. Yeah. I'll do yeah, some stuff well, tomorrow.
0: But the thing is and I'd say you probably know how uh how happy this makes me but as you know I'm like a bit of a guitar pedal nerd. Yeah all that. And I got the last pedal I needed for a particular collection.
1: Oh, is that the one that you posted uh, in the box? It's one of them. Yeah. Okay. One of them. Yeah. Okay. Go follow uh, Dan's uh, Instagram. What's all the fuzz about? And you get to see all of his. Toys. Fucking. Yeah. Toys. The
0: non kinky ones.
1: (laughs) That's a different Instagram account. (laughs) Well, yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) Different, different kind of fuzz. Um, but yeah that's that's about it with me how about you
1: i'm all right you know nothing new um yeah. wife and i are still reeling from the uh the news of justin Rowland. i have the plumbus still out here um but we're reeling from the uh, the news that justin Rowland won't be on rick and morty anymore and uh
0: who who does what does he do for he cr- he, he, exactly. he yeah,
1: he's creator of the show he plays rick and always oh, the main yeah
0: oh yeah i didn't know that yeah i never look at credits yeah <laughs> no he's never... yeah
1: he's uh he's the main guy behind behind rick and morty uh he's not gonna be a part of it anymore it's i mean
0: what like how they're
1: gonna recast the uh <laughs> and then it's gonna it's
0: fall down it, massively good chance and then they'll yeah And he'll go and he'll do something else
1: called, like, making
0: Rorty or something.
1: Well, Well, Hulu cut ties with him, too. Um, I don't know how much of it, you know, he was, um, he's been accused of domestic assault, federal domestic assault, because apparently uh, he had, this is all accusations that hasn't been proven in court or anything like that, I believe, you know, when a woman says that she was, uh, uh, you know, abused, especially when we're getting ready to cover what we're getting ready to cover, uh, a woman says she was uh, abused. Uh, you got to, you know, you believe her and a woman, I don't know if it was a girlfriend or somebody who's just dating says that, uh, he held her captive in his house, would not let her leave, um, assaulted her whole bunch of stuff. So if all that's true, then, you know, get rid of them. Good riddance. Don't need that mm-hmm. type of shit. Um, yeah. you know, as a fan, you kind of crush fingers and hope that maybe it's not true, but at the end of the day y- you believe women when they say that they were assaulted, and she says that what she went through is—it sounds pretty horrifying. So, uh, also believe men when they say they've been too. Just yes, if men thing. have been assaulted, belie- when anybody says they've been assaulted, believe them. Yeah. <laughs> because most well, people, to f- contrary to what a lot of you know, certain people would like to say, uh, most people aren't going to come forward and say that they were assaulted by somebody if they actually weren't. I mean, it just doesn't usually happen well, that way.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, especially a man, you know, made of sitting, just sitting off a lot of that, ooh, can't say anything, I'm a man. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Say it. Yeah. If I was, i say it. Yeah. The same. If
1: you're in trouble. And get help. Kevin does it to me on
0: a fortnightly basis. <laughs> <laughs> in my, he assaults my ears. It's going to be bad this time, too. In my brain. <laughs>
1: All right. That's why I brought
0: water with me this time.
1: Oh, instead of liquor? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> not a mall. Like, actually, no, I'm not.
0: I whiskey. I'll have a whiskey later, maybe. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. So, our main source for this series is The Rape of Nanking The Forgotten Holocaust of World War II by Iris Chang. Now, Iris Chang is actually the granddaughter of survivors of The Rape of Nanking. Now, her grandparents actually got out. A little bit before the shit really hit the fan, um, kind of when during the aerial bombardments, she interviews a ton of people who survived, uh, right. including her, her parents, who were very little at the time, her grandparents. Um, I, somebody will we will meet in the next episode, she interviewed, who that woman might be my new hero. But again, you have to wait. And... By the end of the series, uh, we will talk about Irish a little bit and how some people, mostly Japanese nationalists, uh, would like to see her done away with. Because, well, Japanese nationalists are kind of like the Holocaust deniers. They, they want to say it didn't ever happen. When
0: I, I don't want to go interrupt the flow here, but might be asking you, this woman who said you might, might be your hero, yeah, does she speak Latin
1: by chance? No. No, she's Japan. she a Japanese. She's hero. a Chinese
0: woman. Well, well under 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 the, the, the Gilderay standard, she can't be uh, or Gilda Ray, whatever the hell his name is. She cannot be a hero. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I see what you're doing. I see there. where you're yeah, coming. We, from. we have. Yeah. I have a hero graph now. Right. And <laughs> speaking Latin
1: is, it, is the basis. Of <laughs> if you don't speak Latin, you don't even get on the chart. <laughs> no, exactly. No, so you
0: have to start off with Latin, and then oh fuck, the trajectory goes from there. All right. Anyway, sorry, my apologies. Yeah, not na- Yeah, Japanese nationalists. I-, I suppose that that probably comes from, like, the, geez, I don't know what way to put it. Like, you know, the way things were in Japan back in, like, even, like, was it back, like, 60, 70 years mm-hmm. ago? You know, it yeah. was kind of, I would say, regimental or so, you know, like, yeah. it, it's...
1: Yeah, there's a trying to say. There's a there's like a national pride of we did nothing wrong. Um, but mm. there's evidence. Specifically the Japanese actually wrote about it in the newspapers and broadcasted <laughs> across the nation about the things that were happening right. and how proud they were of it. Um, there is a culture in the military that is kind of force-fed into the troops from the higher-ups to uh you know, pretty much hate all other Asians, that you are the strongest. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, the land of the samurai. That's is where you're coming from. Yeah, Everything's yeah. about honor. And knowing what these men did uh, in these, you know, six weeks uh, is pretty dishonorable. So, but let's get into it. So near the end of July, 1937, with the invasion of Shanghai, the second Sino-Japanese war was in full gear. Let's give a little bit of history, context, context, so we're all on the same page, what's going on, before we get to the true horror of the story. So the second Sino-Japanese War was, in essence, an attempt to take over the Chinese nation by the Japanese. That's pretty much all it was. That Obviously, mm-hmm. there's more to it than that, which we will get to in the next episode, but that's all you need to know now. The Japanese were invading the Chinese because they wanted the land. Um, First Sino Japanese War was pretty much a battle between the two for the Korean Peninsula. Japan actually won the majority of that one. All right. Hmm. So, starting about two full years before the invasion of Poland by Germany, it's, in my opinion, that if it had not been for the full blow up of World War II and the eventual bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, a good portion of China would be Japanese territories to this day. I never heard of either Sino-Japanese War. And I was a history buff in school. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to learn about this, I never heard of it either. Yeah, so. to learn about this was kind of like, well, I didn't fucking know any of this shit. <laughs> um, it wasn't... Say it was a full-blown war. Uh, it was more a series of battles. Um, they call it a war. But if it had been a war then a lot like a lot of other countries would have came to the aid of china so it wasn't technically a war but
0: so it's kind of similar to i want to say kind of what's happening at the moment maybe with russia and ukraine yeah like an an occupation war but they're Yeah. yeah 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 they're battling each other kind of thing but nobody else is fully involved yeah
1: pretty much everything yeah, it's it's just like pretty much everything that america has done since vietnam it's it's not a it's not a war it's uh you know a conflict
0: yeah well don't, everything america has done since vietnam has been for freedom though
1: Yeah, hasn't it yeah because freedom isn't free cost yeah people like you and me yeah. Costs a buck of five <laughs> freedom costs the <laughs> buck of <or> five <laughs> uh anyway um the the war quote unquote didn't all start with the invasion of Shanghai but that is what most people look at when they say well when did when when did the the war you know begin most people would look at the invasion of Shanghai the invasion is far from a cakewalk now the chinese outnumber the japanese about 10 to 1 if if you don't know there's a lot of chinese people they're like Everywhere, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially in China, there's a lot of them. Even back then, there was a lot of Chinese people.
0: Uh, yeah, sure. The the thing would have been a full swing then, wouldn't it? The or was it even at that stage? I don't know. Do I have the the law about how many kids you could have? Uh, you I don't. One, I don't one parent, think one child family thing. I
1: don't know if that was a law in the mid 30s, mid to late 30s, or well, not.
0: Let's find out. Let's find out. China one child law. Dates. Um, policy dates. Um oh, it was introduced in nineteen eighty. Okay. And cool. ended in two thousand sixteen. So there you go. Yeah, yeah
1: actually the uh, if I remember right, I just read that the for the first time in God knows how long, the population of China has actually decreased. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah, is actually which here. actually might yeah. might destroy the world economy. <laughs> So we yeah, got, that, that here, here's here's
0: something here's something for people to put into perspective for the sheer number of people then that are and where in China at yeah. the time, the fact that twenty years after, or so well, this is in 1980. Given how many years after about multiple 40, world wars, yeah, 40. yeah, yeah, with there having been a couple of world wars <laughs> within the previous eighty years, yeah. along with that war, along with everything else. They still had too many people. <laughs> There's a lot of so, people. But yeah, yeah.
1: But China's a big place. So you could spread out. No, it's, it's China's it's gigantic. Huge, like, yeah, China's gigantic. It's, yeah. Um, but anyway, yes, Chinese outnumber Japanese 10 to 1. And that is a theme that will continue as this story unfolds. The Japanese never have more people than the Chinese through this whole thing. It never happens. Now, even though the Chinese were far from the battle-hardened warriors that the Japanese were, they fought hard. So they they caused large losses for the Japanese military. So when the city eventually fell about three months later, they thought they were going to walk into Shanghai, take it over, be done, boom, out. Kind of like Putin with Ukraine. He thought he'd walk in there, take everything, and be done within a week. They thought the same thing. It took them three months to completely take over Shanghai. It uh, took several battles in several areas in and around Shanghai. So when they were done, the Japanese, angry and ready for blood. So they then turned their focus to the at the time capital of the Republic of China, Nanking. So the, I'll get into the preparation that the Chinese had for Nanking either the next episode or the third episode i haven't decided which uh the japanese strategy for nanking was a fairly simple one as simple as military plans go the army exploited the fact that the city was blocked by water in two directions i'll uh, post a map up on our instagram so everybody can kind of see what nanking looked like at the time
0: i actually i actually just googled just <laughs> wanted to have a look see, see it yeah. yeah
1: yeah i wanted to have a look at
0: it so yeah
1: uh, so the, cap- the capital lay uh, south of a bend in the Yangtze River uh, that first coursed northward and then turned to flow east. By converging upon Nanking in a semicircular front from the southeast, the Japanese could use the natural barrier of the river to complete the encirclement of the capital and cut off all escapes. Late November, three parallel Japanese troops rushed towards Nanking. I know for military, you know, this might be a little boring, but it, it, there's, there's stuff in here that is important, so bear with me. So one of these uh, groups, or battalions, whatever you want to call them, traveled west under the southern bank of the river, then pouring into the Yangtze Delta through the Peimu Inlet northwest of Shanghai and along the Nanking-Shanghai Railway. Uh, they were led by Nakajima... Kessigo, a man that has been described as, quote, a beast and a violent man. Sounds like my kind of guy. Uh, yeah, he's going to be loose, and it's not going to be fun for anybody. Now, it should be said, again, these are all Asian names, and we know my track record with Asian names is about as good as my track record with French names, so I apologize <laughs> to <it>. I don't <laughs> apologize to the motherfuckers like these guys whose names I, I brutalize, but to the entire you know, Japanese and Chinese <laughs> nations. Iowa. I actually, I, I didn't want to
0: mention it before, but I was about to say to you that the, um, when we were covering uh, the stuff that was in, in, <laughs> remember you, were, you couldn't pronounce Lester and I told you how to pronounce it. Uh-huh. There are many other towns that um, I chose to not correct you on because I thought it all was funny. But, yeah. I'm sure there basically were. anywhere that, yeah, anything that you said ending in Shire, basically.
1: Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I just uh, oh, I thought it was awfully uh, funny. I'm, I'm, I was
0: like, it's like even the English can't escape, no. <laughs> can't escape Kevin's issues. No, nope. name, no,
1: if you have a name that's spelled where, uh, there's one person we'll cover in the next episode. Uh, she's like, this is the most Chinese name ever. I have no idea how to pronounce It's got an X a Y, a Z, and a G in it. I don't know how to pronounce a well, fucking they, name. They, Yeah, they're
0: probably all pronounced with a Z. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So anyway, as, as, uh, as long
0: as there isn't a general Worcestershire Shar- sh- then it'd be alright. That's, okay.
1: that's, that's Wor- like sh- the best joke, is you go up to your wife and you go, sweetie, I I don't know how to say this. Worcestershire? Wor-sh-her? Yeah, Worcestershire? Yeah. uh <laughs> fuck we got to have fun sometime because the rest of this shit's going to be depressing as hell. All right, so a second force readied itself for a bold amphibious assault across Taihu, a lake situated halfway between Shanghai and Nanking. Uh, they moved uh, west from Shanghai in a route south of Nakajima's troops. Now, they were led by General Matsui Iwani, commander-in-chief of the Japanese army for the region. It's a name you need to remember here for a little bit. He was small, frail, and suffered from a bout of tuberculosis.
0: He's not
1: very good for the military, then,
0: is he? You wouldn't think. Oh, uh, he's around with TB, <laughs> coughing and spluttering. That's what they do.
1: Chemical warfare practice or whatever. Like, they throw him into the middle of the troops. And... I believe back then they—they <laughs> the pro- they might have still called it consumption back then. I don't know. The third group traveled further south of Matsui's men and swerved northwest towards Nanking, led by Lieutenant General Yanagwa Hesuki, a man that will be all but forgotten to history. We won't really hear more about him, so I don't have to pronounce his name anymore, which is great. Uh, Now, it should be noted, maybe not noted, but acknowledged, that Nanking was not the only city to be decimated by the Japanese the army decided to get some of their aggression out on the way to Nanking as well. They raided tiny farm communities where everyone in sight was clubbed and or bayoneted and razed entire cities to the ground, uh, like the city of Xichau, uh now known as Zhuhu. Uh, China is one of those places where every time they have a regime change, they change the name of half the fucking towns. It, yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever. Uh, Now, this is on the east bank of the Taihu Lake. Uh, It's one of the oldest cities in China. It's known as the Venice of China because of all the architecture and art. And and, uh, just apparently it used, at least at one point, was a lovely place. But on the 19th of November, 1937... The Japanese advanced in the rain through the gates of the city. Now, it should be mentioned that many of the more prevalent cities in China are surrounded by walls and gates. The Chinese have a thing for walls. If you didn't know, it's kind of what they're famous for. They have a very big thing about (laughs) walls. (laughs) The army moved in with their hoods up to prevent the Chinese sentries from recognizing them. Now, once inside, the Japanese murdered and plundered the city for days burning down ancient landmarks, and abducting abducting thousands of Chinese women for sexual sa- slavery. Let's just say real quick, the whole sexual slavery thing will be a continual theme and problem as this series goes on. Wish I could do something about it. I can't. I'm sorry. It's just that's how it happened. I can't change things. Uh, it's not your fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> Thank you. I needed, I, I needed to hear that. It's those Japanese people's I needed to hear that. Because sometimes when I was writing this, I was like, nobody's going to like me <laughs> after I tell them this stuff.
0: See, if, if this was a piece of fiction, like, I've read pieces of fiction before where you turn around and you literally think to yourself, like, fuck you, the <laughs> author. Because what they do, th- this isn't a piece of fiction,
1: though. It's not as if... No, this really happened. You know, you've yeah. written... Yeah, exactly, yeah. But you still feel bad. Uh, so according to the China Weekly Review, the population of Chach... Sachao, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing wrong, uh, went from around 350,000 to less than 500. Whoa, <laughs>
0: Jesus,
1: yeah. yeah, holy, uh-huh, yeah, that's a, that's a big drop. It's uh, a big yeah. drop. Uh, then there's Sungcheng, a suburb of Shanghai on the Pine River, which a British correspondent witnessed about nine weeks after the Japanese went through, quote, There is hardly a building standing which has not been gutted by fire. Smoldering ruins and deserted streets present an eerie spectacle, the only living creatures being dogs unnaturally fattened by feasting on corpses. In the whole of Sun Chang, which should contain a densely packed population of approximately 100,000, I saw only five Chinese who were old men hiding in a French mission compound in tears. That sounds lovely. Like, <laughs> now, dear Lord. Obviously, this was six weeks after the fact. Chinese knew that a lot of this stuff was going to happen eventually. So many of the population of each of these cities probably fled before the invasion, and many yeah. probably during or after. So it's doubtful. That they murdered 345,500 and 99,995 people, respectively. Uh, but it would be foolish to think that a large amount of people didn't stick around, stubborn, proud, ready to fight. In some cases, like we'll find in Nanking, hopeful that the Japanese will bring a better life than what they had under the tutelage of the Chinese government, just to be massacred by the invading army. Uh, which, yeah, the. You can see that there's people that were like, Oh yay, the Japanese are coming. This'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're you know, all for it. Raring to go.
0: Yeah. Uh it's the same betcha they wish they built the wall and you're just of the a country now.
1: Huh? <laughs> yeah, if they built one on this side, you forgot the other yeah. fucking side. And they're like, Oh, well, we have the water. Well <laughs> Yeah. Boats, you know, they've been around yeah. for eons. Uh so the most notorious of the events that took place in the lead up. To the occupation of Nanking. Again, we're not even there yet. We're not to the horribleness yet. This is all just semantics. Uh, Was the almost mandatory killing contest Japanese soldiers were made to participate in? The most famous of which was the competition between Mukai Toshiaki and Noda Takashi. Again, Horrible with Asian names. And I'm perfectly fine with them when I'm saying them to myself, reading them on my phone, just trying to read through. I'm like, oh, that's how you pronounce yeah, it, and yeah. then I and then my mouth says, "Fuck off!" I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this this competition was actually covered by the Japan Advisor, like a sports contest. They had like updates on it as they went along. People could follow. <laughs> it like, people can like, get like, this.
0: Go ahead. It's like, I was going to say, it's like Mortal Kombat or something like that. Like, you know, the guys are just
1: people reporting could, on it the whole time. People could follow along at home from the newspaper and see how well they were doing in their killing content, how many Chinese people they <laughs> decapitated. So the article First. goes as follows: Sub-Lieutenant Mukai Toshiaki and Sub-Lieutenant Noda Takeshi, both of the Katagiri unit in Kuyung, in a friendly contest to see which of them will first fell 100 Chinese in individual sword combat before the Japanese forces completely occupy Nanking, are well in the final phase of their race, running almost... Neck to neck, which I find is bad fucking taste to say neck yeah, to yeah. neck. I was just thinking next <laughs> thinking, Is he gonna
0: say neck to neck? I <laughs> uh, read that
1: the first time I went, oh come on. That and I even said it to my wife. She's like, well, I wouldn't put it that way if I was you. I was like, it wasn't me. It's the fucking newspaper. They put yeah. it that way. <laughs> on Sunday, December f- again, this is still the article. On Sunday, December 5th, the score awaiting to uh, the score according to Asahi, which I don't know who the fuck that is, they don't tell me, was Sub-Lieutenant Mukai, 89, and Sub-Lieutenant Noda, 78. A week later, the paper reported that neither man could decide who passed the 100 mark first, so they upped the goal to 150. Of course. Mukai's blade was slightly damaged in the competition. He explained that this was the result of cutting a Chinese in half, helmet and all. When asked how he felt about the contest, Mukai said it was, quote, fun. That's that's like, I'm sorry, but
0: that is the, the biggest kind of like dick measuring thing I've ever heard in my life. I say, like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally cut that guy right in half, helmet and everything. <laughs> it's no. like, it's, uh, yeah, right. Come cut on. him in half. Yeah,
1: uh, you know, crown to toe, not, not crosswise. I like terrified, you know, terrified. Yeah, early. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh nah, that's I, I don't believe a word of it. Not in the slightest.
1: Well maybe. I I believe that they're they're killing all these people. I don't know if he kill, cut them from from crown to crotch or not, but <laughs> I believe the rest of it. Uh so again, before we get to Nanking, we're not even there yet. Uh, it needs to be noted that there was sort of a uh, power change in the upper echelon of the Japanese military. Now, while Matsui had been in charge of pretty much everything in the region up until early December, given his assignment by the Emperor Showa, or as many oh. of us know him, Emperor oh. Hirohito, uh, he was Matsui was older and, like I had said earlier, sick from tuberculosis. Now, this is a possibility that these things played a factor in Hiro- Hi- Hirohito's appointing his own uncle, Prince Asaka Hasuhoku, which I'm got, not going to say his name anymore. Fuck that. <laughs> I was looking forward to all of these names. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> uh, the worst thing uh, is, you can't even shorten them or come up with
0: some nickname version of come across as being a big racist. Yeah. So.
1: So anyway, the... what was his first name? Uh, Asaka. We is the first name Prince was... We'll That's just call him name, yeah. the Prince. The yeah. Prince. Um, so the Prince was supposed to be a replacement for Matsui, and Matsui was getting a, quote, promotion out of combat. Uh, this is probably the most important event to lead up to what was to come. Matsui, while he was still in power over the region, issued a set of moral commandments for the invasion of Nanking. He ordered his armies to regroup a few kilometers outside the city walls to enter the capital with only a few well-disciplined battalions and to complete the occupation so that the army would, quote, sparkle before the eyes of the Chinese and make them place confidence in Japan. He, He was all... We should overtake them almost with love we want them to want us there
0: That's right so basically short version you know so japanese walk into shanghai destroy the place take it over after three months and then they start roaming through the rest of the country going west slash northwest yeah towards Nanking, destroying everything mm-hmm. in their way yeah i've making sport of it and then this new guy steps in he's like
1: well, the, of love. well, Matt Suey was the guy who was in charge of the whole thing to begin with. Um, yeah. And he oh, was right, the one right, who right, wanted this. Yeah, 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 he wanted them to. He, but, but how you treat Shanghai, even though it was technically the New York City of, of China, and how you treat all the smaller places, this would be like walking into, you know, this is the capital of the entire country. If, if you could just walk into there peaceful, take it over as quickly as possible um, without yeah. hurting anybody. There's a good chance that you'll be able to work something out, get what you need, everything could be over pretty soon. Uh, In a meeting with the staff officers, uh, while Matsui was in his sickbed, he said, quote, "...the entry of the Imperial Army into the foreign capital is a great event in our history, attracting the attention of the world. Therefore, let no unit enter the city in a disorderly fashion." Let them know beforehand the matters to be remembered and the position of foreign rights and interests to the walled city. In the walled city. Let them be absolutely free from plunder. Dispose sentries as needed. Plundering and causing fires, even carelessly, shall be punished severely. Together with the troops, let many military police and auxiliary military police enter the walled city and thereby prevent unlawful conduct." So, yeah, if, if there's sentries, if there's people, like, protecting the city, obviously, you know, kill them. But don't go in there, you know, just haphazardly and just start taking people out,
0: you know. Well, sounds like nobody
1: got that memo. Well, so. problem was Matsui was promoted out of action just a couple days later. And mm. then the prince left Tokyo by plane arrived on the front around the 8th of December, just one day after becoming the new commander-in-chief of the region. So about One day before my birthday. Yay. Oh, yay! Yeah. Uh, so now you have something else to... Ah, oh, crap! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so about 10 miles southeast of Nanking, he met the General Nakajima and other colleagues that they uh, had served with over in France. Um, fun fact... Nakajima was actually recovering from a flesh wound in his left ass cheek at the time I don't know why that was in the book it, plays, it does not play another part, it'd be like maybe that's why he was all surly and killing people because he had a wound in his, in his ass but there's no other part of the book that, that has anything to do with it's just a fun fact he's got a, he's got a hole in his ass cheek
0: the guy sat down on a tumtack and went to all hell basically <laughs> on the entire city
1: I uh, sat on his bayonet wrong. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, uh, the prince... That's funny. <laughs> the prince was told uh, that the army was surrounding about 300,000 Chinese troops in and around Nanking, and it looked as if they were ready to surrender. So, seems perfect. You know, you're going to yeah. the capital, everybody's ready to just give up, give you what you want. So the prince sent out a set of orders under his personal seal marked secret to be destroyed. And the mission, the message simply said, kill all captives. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, the like opposite way of how uh, Matsui wanted to do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> Again, it's just ridiculous. (laughs) Again, it's only going to get worse. (laughs) So so here was the plan. The plan was to gather up all the POWs and separate them into three groups. Take 50 or so from each group to separate areas, mow them down with machine guns, rinse and repeat for about two and a half hours till they're all dead. That, you know, simple, clean. Uh, Why kill all the captives? Well, there's a few... uh, varying reasons um but it all comes down to the fact that if you have prisoners you also have to in turn take care of said prisoners you have to feed them give them housing medical attention all that good shit uh plus if you have no prisoners there's no possibility of retaliation and that that's that's true yeah the the japanese again they were massively outnumbered massively outnumbered by (laughs) troops and by civilians you'll see here in a minute um so it, it, every time I, th- I I read this part or think about this part, um, it reminds me, you, you've seen A Bug's Life, the movie A Bug's Life? Yep. How the grass, yeah. How the grasshoppers are like, if those ants realize that they outnumber us 200 to 1, we're done for. It's the exact yeah, yeah. same thing. If the Chinese realized, hey, all we got to do, well, a lot of us are going to die, but we could fight back. They realized that the Japanese were done for.
0: Yeah, it's just using fear as the uh, exactly. It's the method exactly. Bunch of assholes. <laughs> so I, I, I saw I saw a place here now. If um if I was to ever live in China, I'd have to start um, a bloodhound gang tribute band because and base it out of a town that I just found here called Bing Fang Gang. <laughs> <laughs> Bing Fang Gang. Jesus
1: Christ. Okay. So the Japanese had a plan. All right, but executing executing it was a different story. So when the Japanese finally broke through the walls of nanking on December 13th after a long campaign of aerial bombardment, the 50,000 troop strong army was met with about half a million civilians and 90,000 Chinese troops. So yeah. Nice. Almost almost <laughs> 600,000 against 50,000. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To the Japanese fortune, however, many of the Chinese had thrown away their weapons when they tried to flee the city during the siege. Which, again, we will talk about tomorrow. Well, not not tomorrow. Next episode. I'm sorry. I wish it was tomorrow. I want to get this fucking thing done and over with. So, That's because
0: they were uh, cheap Chinese copies of things, you see. Because they haven't got the copyright issues there, you know. So always buy American people. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, like little packages. They're not X-Men. They're like action person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I> love <those>. us. <laughs> so rounding up the thousands of troops wasn't as difficult as they thought it would be because the troops didn't have any fucking weapons. Uh, like when some Chinese guards, again, the, 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 Japanese are walking around in groups of like 10 or 12. Uh, They come across in the middle of the night, this field that just all of a sudden lights up with cigarette butts and the sounds of frogs, and they shine their light on them, and there's about 7,000 Chinese troops just in a field waving two white makeshift flags. It's like, hey, we give up. So these the, the handful of Japanese troops took 7,000 Chinese soldiers captive. Jesus. Yeah.
0: Christ. I must have, they must have borrowed those uh, white flags from the French.
1: <laughs> you know, I, the French get a lot of shit. But if you ever watch the riots in France, they will riot over fucking anything. They're worse than we oh, are, with riots. Like they wanted to, they wanted to up the retirement age by two years, and like they were burning houses down. It's fucking oh, <laughs> <It's> ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so. The Chinese willingly gave themselves up to the handful of Japanese. Uh, they were taken to a large abandoned house in a village near Nanking. And the next day, they were separated into two or th- into groups of two or three hundred and killed. It's a simple. Oh, yeah. They were told, them, yeah. they, they told them, like, listen, we're going to get you food, we're going to get you water, we're going to get you medical attention. It's going to be great. Let's go out to this house. A lot of the Chinese troops actually felt like, this is going to be the end. They're going to kill us. When they got to the house, they they said that it looked like a slaughterhouse. Um, but again, nobody fought back. So the next day, they just yeah. they just killed them all. Yeah,
0: easy, yeah. easy peasy. It's,
1: it's pretty horrible. It is. So that you know, seven thousand is bad, but that pales in comparison to the massacre at Mu Mountain on the sixteenth. Of December, 14,777 Chinese soldiers were captured, stripped of everything but their clothes, and taken to temporary buildings. Next day, the Chinese Where did, tro- that, where did that happen? Mufu Mountain. I just wanted to hear you say it again. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, the Chinese troops were told that they would be moved to an island for holding, but in order to do so, they had to have their hands bound behind their backs for safety uh the process oh. took hours and they just let them they just they let me tie I can your hands see where this hand. is going i can see where this is going already like god damn it so then between 4 and 6 p.m. the troops were divided and marched to the riverbank, uh and then they stood there for about 4 hours after the sun had gone down then the japanese opened fire with machine guns uh Chinese had nowhere to run. The machine guns were behind them, uh, shot at them. If they run forward, yeah. they're going into an icy river. So with their hands tied, with behind, their backs. Hands tied behind their back, uh, the gunfire lasted about an hour. Jesus, <laughs> and then just you know to make sure the Japanese spent the rest of the evening and some of the next morning bayoneting the bodies one by one. No, yeah, of course he did. Yeah, can't leave anybody of course behind. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: double tap. The number one rule in zombie apocalypse. Double
1: tap. So you gotta do. Uh, we might get to the kill of the week. I don't know, but yeah, double tap. Uh, so the problem with killing so many, what do you do with all the bodies? You can't just you know let them sit there. Um, there weren't enough large ditches for the groups of seven to 8,000 corpses, and when they decided to try cremation, and the Japanese poured large drums of gasoline on mounds of bodies to burn them, the drums ran out of fuel before the fire could do the job. Quote, The result was a mountain of charred corpses. Uh, Which... The war dogs that the Japanese had, and the you know various animals around the area, just came and just started eating off of. Oh, sounds delicious. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: that's. I was going to say I did not have enough dogs to feed them. But I'm assuming man. I'm assuming Woohoo Mountain Two was built in <laughs> the corpses then
1: just just so you got you got big mufu mountain and then little mufu mountain next to it like you yeah. just kind of put the bodies up to make it look like that take a picture uh but what happened so this is all horrible what happened to the chinese troops after the Jap- japanese entered the cities it's all absolutely horrible but it's not what makes the rape of nanking the rape of nanking that's what happened to the 500 thousand civilians which is again you know a war crime but yeah well any kind of crime but yeah i don't think the japanese went and signed the geneva convention i think they probably just do whatever they want um that's it so before the japanese entered the city the citizens of nanking had the hope that the invading army would treat them well that Hopefully when the fighting was over, the Japanese would return to civility and may even possibly be better rulers than the government that they had had. The one that had abandoned them. Um, you come to find out that the the government in Nanking pretty much just took off and left the troops and the people to fend for themselves. Honestly, That's
0: pretty typical of <laughs> pretty terrible yeah. rulers
1: all across history. So many... Many of the Chinese actually came out to welcome their new occupiers, uh, cheering as they entered through the walls, hanging the Japanese flag from their windows at home and at work. But when the Japanese troops entered the city, they didn't do so with good intentions. They did so with machine guns, revolvers, and rifles, shooting anyone they saw. Uh, they They would occupy government buildings, banks, warehouses, shooting random people, many of them in the back as they ran away, uh, firing into crowds of scared people, taking out elderly women, children, anyone they saw. Soon, uh, every section of the city had bodies in the streets and alleys, either dead or dying. Many of the streets literally ran red with blood, and that is a phrase that will be used more than once in this series, there's a lot of streets and rivers and ponds that turn into just streams of blood. It's, yeah, 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 I can
0: imagine. Yeah,
1: just, don't then, even know what to say. <laughs> <just> <laughs> thinking about <laughs> it, like there's you know. nothing you can't say again
0: anytime. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like so we. I know looking at the map, like yeah, you know, it's not as big. It's bigger now, obviously, than it would have been back then, right? You can see realistically, you kind of see if if anybody was to map it, like I mean, what would have been being the city back then yeah you know um i'm just trying to think like you know I mean just imagine the whole place. Is, yeah it's it's a
1: war it's, it's literally just a war zone and only one yeah. side has guns <laughs> it was just <laughs> horrible um so j- just to let people know now we we had discussed before that um i listened to a podcast about this before they had a really good idea that when shit gets too heavy maybe they stop and give out a little fun fact or an anecdote or something. Kind of a palate cleanser. So at any moment, um, if Dan's feeling like, eh, maybe things are getting a little too heavy, I'm going to leave it up to him. Uh, if things are getting a little too heavy, we're going to throw some fun facts in there, just to kind of brighten everything up. Give everybody a good smile before we get back to the horribleness. So Dan, whenever, whenever you feel the need, just say,
0: well, here, fun fact. I'll give you a little example All of right. a fun fact here, so people know exactly what to expect. Um, it is illegal to own a guinea pig in switzerland because I... it's considered animal abuse animal abuse as they are social beings and they get lonely
1: i saw the same thing apparently if you're gonna own a guinea pig you have to own two that's i i
0: like that though yeah you know, it's, it's a good good little fact and that hopefully when i said the word guinea pig most people went
1: oh yeah, now let's them. get back to the brutal murder of Chinese people. I love guinea pigs, yeah. So the cool. troops then went house to house, searching for Chinese soldiers that were hiding out, uh, killing as they went along. They also went to the smaller suburbs and countryside villages and homes near the city. They started piling up corpses outside the city walls uh, along the river, which, again, literally ran red with blood. Uh, they stalked them by ponds, lakes, hills, mountains, Shooting any young man that passed by, assuming they may have once been a Chinese soldier, uh, plus others that didn't follow orders, mainly because they couldn't understand them because they didn't speak Japanese. They're telling attribute. them they're telling them what to do in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> they're not the same fucking language. Uh,
0: even even Asian people think all Asian people are all Asian people.
1: <laughs> See, must speak the same language as me. <laughs> Look up. Uh, look up, um, Bobby, uh, Bobby. Is it Bobby Lee? Used to be on uh, Mad TV. He's got a great bit about how all how about even Asian people think Asian people look alike. (laughs) <laughs> it's, yeah. it's funny. I'm not going to tell it because it'd be racist coming from me but let, you know, he can say it so look him up it's funny um, they would raid stores murdering everyone inside looting what they wanted and burning the rest one Japanese reporter claimed she watched Chinese prisoners being lined up on top of the walls and soldiers charging at them with bayonets causing the prisoners to fall anywhere from 46 to 67 feet to the ground splattering blood and Everywhere, also delightful. Yeah, like yeah, Hans
0: Grubering people.
1: Pretty much, yeah. These walls yeah. that were around the city weren't like twenty foot high walls that you could climb up with a the ladder. These were these are city walls. They're fucking huge and thick.
0: Well, if they didn't, if they didn't shout "Happy Trails, Hans, Japanese" every single time, I'd be bitterly disappointed. Jesus though.
1: Christ! So. Mountains of bodies were thrown into the Yangtze River by civilians at gunpoint. Uh, many of the bodies were still alive until the freezing water took them under and they drowned. Now, by the time they were all done, the pier, some people were like, man, look at all the mud on the pier. But it wasn't mud. It was glistening with blood. The entire pier was covered in blood so much that it looked like just mud all over the pier. Uh, yeah, so yeah, after the prisoners, <laughs> <wow, laughs> having a hard time thinking what to say. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's just like Jesus. <laughs> <of sake. laughs>
0: it's 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 like taking like hostile the movie times fifty in a yeah. single room. You know, and yeah, and spreading that across an entire city. Yeah, Yeah.
1: but remember the the theme for this show, uh, for this episode, the series. Uh, it's only going to get worse. Well, yeah. So after, only after, war after <laughs> that's why I have, uh, from the good place as my background today. Uh, welcome. Everything is fine. You ever seen the good place? <laughs> uh, with Kristen sure. Bell huh, and, enough. uh, Ted Danson. It's one of the best nah, shows. Probably. It's one of the best shows ever made. It's f- oh. fantastic. Love it. Go watch the good place. It's great. Uh, it'll make you feel a lot better. Um, after what I'm, going to tell you now. So after the prisoners did their job about, you know, dragging bodies into the river, they were lined up against the riverbank and shot. Oh, you know, uh, the, this... Their hard work and effort. Exactly. This event alone, an estimated 20,000 people were killed. Uh, the river literally backed up with bodies. Uh, a pond... Nearby turned completely red from the killings that went on over there. So, and it's dangerous. It.
0: Damn, but that'd be a bit of a double entendre.
1: Yeah, damn, yeah. The Beavers had a heyday yeah. with it. Damn. Uh, yeah, a, a journalist said she wished she would have had a color uh, camera to take a photo of the lake because, like, that would have been a hell of a picture because the lake was red. Yeah, the pond yeah, was completely yeah. red. Now, so not all I the imagine. Chinese just gave in. Uh, there were more than a few men that would lay buried under rows of corpses for days before climbing their way out and dragging their bullet-ridden bodies to the hospital, or clinging to reeds in the icy Yangtze River for hours, hiding in holes or ditches, sometimes for weeks. And hiding was the best thing to do, especially when the Japanese began more killing contests so literally a game to see which soldier could kill the most Chinese like we had already talked about and they kept score by collecting heads uh, Chinese men and women were set up in lines next to trenches lambs to the slaughter as Japanese troops walked to each of their to each with their sword cut off their head leaving the corpse to fall back and then on to the next so these killings so,
0: sorry they they kept count by the amount of heads they collected. So they
1: would they would like, they would go in multiple rows, and then groups of two right. soldiers would walk along these rows. Cut off the one person would cut off the head, the other person would grab the head, throw it into a pile, and each pile went along with each per, with each set of troops. So you you could keep count of how many. Ah, uh, right,
0: hold. yeah. Well, I was thinking yeah. more on the personal side. thing so. Like the other guys having their little one hundred and fifty killing spree thing was yeah like, yeah it, it, yeah it was I, a different, I just had this yeah. image of this guy he's dragging this fucking massive bag <laughs> behind him you know no no it was, instead it of was just like, going ah oh, chop off yeah. an
1: ear or no no it was like it was and, like uh little pickup games of basketball or something be like hey let's go have yeah. a killing contest real quick let's see which one of us can kill the most um after a while they started getting tired they just started slashing throats and keeping count but yeah for the most part yeah they would just they they set up a line start cutting off heads see who can get through the most the fastest. These these games with people <laughs> could. Uh, say, Thank God they invented the fucking Nintendo <laughs> later on to keep them entertained. Cause my <laughs> good God, <laughs> these uh, these killing sprees in games could last up to an hour. Yeah. So, um, and then the scavenging of war dogs, mostly German shepherds, would go to town on the corpses, just fattening themselves up. They didn't even feed yeah. the the German shepherds or the do- whatever they brought. They just let the dogs eat the corpses. That's what they that's oh, what Yeah, they sure, ate. yeah. yeah. It's just steady supply of food
0: all yeah. time, yeah. That's just yeah.
1: yeah. But see, death is not the worst thing in the world. Uh quick decapitation may be the most humane thing the Japanese did during the infamous 6 weeks of horror while in Nanking. So let's get to what this show is famous for, and start talking about the tortures the Chinese endured. <sighs> I haven't even hit the hardship well, yeah, we <laughs> haven't gotten to torture yet. All these people so far just either shot or, you know. Heads here's a quick trivia
0: thing for you, then, for people to think about real quick before the end of all the. All right. <laughs> which I thought was kind of weird when I read it. Which Which U.S. state do you think is closest to Africa? looking at a map you know. oh
1: um it's isn't it like maine or some shit like that yeah yeah yeah. Maine, yeah yeah i heard Which that I before thought, it's because of how yeah, because of how the world so far east. yeah
0: yeah i thought it was weird and i had to map it <laughs> oh, yeah. like no that can't be true that's yeah that's ridiculous but, uh, here's massachusetts looks like it sticks out a little bit further but it's because of the curvature of the earth
1: yeah here's another uh fun little mm. fact that might make you chuckle the guy who invented Match.com, his mm-hmm. wife, he lost his wife to a man she met on Match.com. Oh, match.com.
0: oh my God.
1: That is amazing. That reminds <laughs> me of a, uh, I was thinking about that. It reminds me of a story of a guy I used to work with. For months, he begged and begged and begged his wife for a threesome with this other chick that he knew. She's like, I'm I'm bisexual. I've met your wife. She's hot. I want, you know, I would love to. Let me know if you ever want to. So he's begging and begging and begging his wife for a threesome. Finally, she caves in. They have the threesome. About three or four months later, he's moving out, and the girl and the woman they had a threesome with is moving in. Nice. <laughs> it's like, dude, you fucking idiot. That's fucked. Oh, fuck. Okay. So groups of Chinese would actually dig graves uh, then they would be forced to lay down in them. then a second group would bury them alive and then they would dig grave and then they would lay down in them and a third group would bury them and so on and so on until they ran out of people to bury alive. Yeah, which, right okay. which is one of the biggest horrors that, <laughs> that I uh, that is that is a genuine fear of being buried alive. I'm not very claustrophobic, but being buried alive is a genuine fear.
0: yeah, that's for the whole wasn't a dead ringer thing comes from is because of the amount of people that were buried alive at one stage before medical things You could tell like so you can end up in a state where your heart rate's so slow that people think you're dead whatever apparently people were buried alive so allegedly what they used to do was tie a string around a person's finger or hand Mm -hmm. so that it was tied to a bell yeah and their grave hence
1: yeah, there's a, a you can you look online. You can find old like catalogs or something that actually have different types you can buy for your grave, just to make oh, sure. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I ain't getting buried, but I want a bell attached to whatever the hell my ashes. I <laughs>
1: just think. put it around, just for the crack, the just, yeah, yeah, just in case my
0: little ashy hand decides to go. Dee, dee, dee. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear that bell ringing, then you know then that ghosts are real and I've got to haunt everybody. <laughs>
1: So some would be buried up to their waist or chest or neck and then be beaten, hacked to pieces with swords, shot at, Ramsey bolted, attacked by dogs, or mm-hmm. ran over by horses or tanks. Uh, they oh. would <laughs> Well, Jesus,
0: I'm sorry. I'd rather the tank over anything else, I think, because I think it'd be pretty instant. Yeah, I think
1: it'd be pretty like, It'd yeah, be pretty quick. instantaneous, like, unless, you know, but unless, it sounds the worst. <laughs> unless they get, like, half of you like you got like you're up to your chest or something that just just roll over your shoulder yeah. or something or, or yeah God. or you're in like You know really what? Soft honestly ground and you just get pushed under a little bit <laughs> the best one would just be shot at just shoot me in the fucking head get it over with jesus christ uh they would yeah, be disembowelled and dismembered while still alive some were nailed to wooden boards crucified to trees or electrical posts uh, dan a bit of your favorite some ling chi would happen because they cut off long strips of flesh as they hung oh. from wherever they were at uh sometimes first kebab yep yeah, sometimes sometimes those who were crucified were also used as bayonet practice at least a hundred oh, yeah. that's, that's understandable <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've, I've heard I've
0: heard I've seen that happening in in other scenarios as well all right like yeah but you have basically take them and use them as practice for charging and yeah. With bayonets oh, and stuff like that. Like, when yeah, we, they, I think it was the Japanese did that an lot in World War II, didn't they?
1: Yeah, well when so. we get when we get into the history of what happened up until this point, um mm-hmm. we will get more into the bayonet practicing on Chinese people, because they do it quite a bit. Uh, at least a hundred people uh, Chinese had their eyes gouged out, their noses and ears hacked off before before being set on fire. Oh, nice. Jesus. <laughs> you can't see the fire coming, you can't hear the people screaming, and you can't smell yourself burning, because all that stuff mm. is gone. Uh, a group of 200 soldiers and civilians were stripped naked, tied to columns and doors of a school, and then were stabbed by Suizi. Now, these are special needles with handles on them, and they were stabbed in hundreds of points along their body, including mouths, throats, and eyes yeah pretty much just like extreme acupuncture and everywhere you don't want it yeah <laughs> yeah uh captive that, that's we're... yeah <laughs> just imagine <laughs> having these mental images
0: <laughs> like yeah like, uh, just like just a human porcupine basically walking around with some sticking out her face and shit like pinhead or something
1: Ooh, yeah So captives were bound together ten at a time and pushed into a pit, sprayed with gasoline, and then ignited. And then others would be bound together and thrown on top of the fire. Uh, Groups of Chinese would be driven to the tops of tall buildings, and then the stairs would be torn away, and the building would be set on fire. Uh, Some of these buildings were extremely tall. So Nanking was not just some mid-sized Asian village. Nanking is, depending on what statistic you look at, in the top 20 largest cities in the world by area, it's filled with very tall buildings. So when these buildings were set ablaze, there wasn't much captives could do to save themselves. Because when I went into the Rape of Nanking, I'm thinking this like smaller town that's just packed with people. It was, no, it was the capital. It was the Nanking, which is now called Nanjing. They changed the K to a J. Um, it's gigantic. It's a gigantic yeah. city.
0: Yeah, I, 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 had that same image in my. head. I don't know why I had this image in my head when you first told me about it that it was just like a small a city of hundred years ago. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I had this like kind of thing in my head as if it was like back in the kind of say like samurai era of Japan, right? They evade China, or whatever, and it, like I knew that super basic element of it, but and I just had yeah, I had this thought in my head that it was like one of these small and it was like a few hundred people uh-huh. even at that like it's, it's fucking horrific like you yeah, know but
1: yeah well because when you're talking about realize what it
0: was like oh my god like,
1: well when you're talking Jesus. about like bodies everywhere the entire city is covered in dead bodies and blood the first thing you think of is well it's got to be a small city because you can't cover a, a metropolitan area completely yeah. in dead bodies but no the japanese found a way they found yeah. a
0: way it's 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 Pretty damn big, I have to say. I'm, I'm trying to see what size it is, kind of roughly in square kilometers. But yeah, at the moment, I think
1: but... I think the city proper, if you look it up, was like 14th in the world or something in 2018. Obviously, this has changed between now and and 1937. But still, yeah, yeah. So they would douse hundreds of women and children uh in a square with gasoline. And then blast them with machine guns to see uh, which ones would explode in the flames. Uh oh, now,
0: yeah, again, that's that's where hunt came yeah, from. Yeah. Obviously. They're
1: just they're honestly they're just doing whatever they can to entertain go themselves. Hard. So now it's to re- be remembered that this took place in December, January, February in China. All right? It's fucking cold. Like freezing cold. Prisoners were forced to strip naked, break the ice on nearby ponds, and jump in. And when their bodies eventually froze and floated to the top, they'd be used as target practice. Or they'd force them into freezing shallow ponds and then chuck grenades at them and watch the layer of ice turn red with blood and viscera. Jesus. Uh, war dogs, again, the German shepherds, would be set upon victims, uh, genitals bitten away, bellies ripped open, intestines jerked away and dragged through the dirt. Uh, people were saturated with caustic acid. Babies of all ages were bayoneted. People were hung by their tongues. I don't know how that would work, but... Sorry, who were hung by their tongues? People, just people, people in general oh, people. were hung by their tongues. I don't know how. My wife and I actually had a discussion about this. How would you hang somebody from their tongue? And she's like, "Well, you just tie it around." It's like, no, the tongue is super slippery. It's gonna slide off.
0: Yeah, and it's 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 a it's a thick muscle, I know. But yeah, like, even if you were to let's say drive a nail through it or something and just somebody, like that, somebody somebody, I just like.
1: You'd have to go... It wouldn't support the weight. like It couldn't
0: possibly support. There's
1: there's two ways that I'm thinking that you'd hang somebody from their tongue, and that's either with a strong clamp on the tongue with something tied to the clamp, so that way might work, or something driven through the tongue at the very base of it, where it's thickest and medius. Thickest. Again, if you pick somebody up by their tongue off the ground, though, that tongue's just going to rip. It's still just muscle. It will tear. So what I'm thinking is that they would hang somebody from their tongue just high enough to where they're on their tippy toes.
0: Ah, so they're still so they their own so the, Yeah, they, they're
1: still holding up their own weight, but eventually yeah. something's going to give, their legs are going to give out, and their tongues are either going to get ripped off or ripped apart. Uh, that's the type of conversation my wife and I have <laughs> when I force <laughs> when I force her to listen to me talk about the most horrible things humans have ever done to one another. Um at least well, one Here's a fun fact. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Cuz it's tongue related.
0: <laughs> Apparently a blue whale's tongue can weigh as much as an elephant.
1: Man. That's a big yeah. fucking tongue. At least one person had their heart and liver ripped out and eaten by a Japanese soldier. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that
0: kind of tracks. All right. Uh, that's 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 child's play compared to everything else that's been happening so far.
1: Well, uh, penises were cut off and sold to Japanese customers who believed that eating them would increase virility. Of course, they (laughs) do.
0: Yeah, that's just an excuse right there. That's the lonely soldiers. (laughs) They just want to eat it away from home. That's all they they just want. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh,
1: So, long trenches that the Chinese had dug during the preparation for the invasion, deep trenches that were used to stop tanks. You know, the tank would drive over it, and the trench would give way, and it would just kind of fall in. It couldn't go any further. Um, Mm -hmm. They went ahead and just filled all these trenches with bodies, both dead and alive, and they had enough bodies to throw in them to make it so the vehicles could actually drive over them easily.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) mental
1: images right there. (laughs) But as (laughs) as bad as all that was... And it was fucking horrible. Nobody in Nanking or the surrounding area would suffer as much as the women would. And that's where we will pick it up with the massive amount of sexual assault that the women of all ages had to endure. And we'll have a little history lesson of how this all came to be, why the Japanese soldiers acted the way they did. A little hint, the Americans may have had something to do with it. You know. Europeans didn't help Americans, either, but yeah, Uh and that's all on the second episode of the rape of Nan King. Yeah, next episode is going to be very difficult to get through. Uh, again, yeah, I've read through it. To that I've one. read through it several times. I've had to type it all out several times. You know, go over it several times. It's still really fucking hard to get through. So we're gonna load up on fun facts because we're gonna fucking need them. So we'd like to thank the That's Not Good, a true crime podcast, for starting off this episode. We'll have a link to them in our show notes. Uh, please follow us on Instagram and all the other social medias, at TorturePod. Email us, TorturePod at gmail.com. If there's anything you'd like for us to cover, if you have any comments, you want to tell us uh, we're doing good, tell us we're doing bad. Um, you can have over to Apple. I think Podchaser you can uh, to uh, rate and review. Five-star rating is uh Again, always appreciated. Wherever you're listening to this, wherever you listen to your podcast, normally you go ahead and follow, subscribe. Um, you can head over to our YouTube page. I'm doing little snippets and excerpts from the shows where you can actually see our our faces and our uh, Dan's reactions to have this today. <laughs> yes, yes, kissy face. Uh, uh, once we get the Patreon going. Uh, you'll get to see the full video. We've got the full video up there. Uh, if you'd like to donate to the show, you can go to either our link tree, which you can find on our socials, or you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com torturepod, which can also be found on our link tree. Um, we're currently working on some really good merch for you guys. Uh, some hats, some shirts, some totes, some water bottles, all that good shit and water bottle that'd be cool yeah we're not going to post the stuff until everything's you're ready to go still deciding on where to get it from Uh, i have uh, a handful of different ones that we're we're looking at yeah so
0: that's the thing like we we talked about before is one thing i want to make sure of is that i know the bigger side of the listenership is across in the states but at the same time it's very expensive for say me to order anything from any of the u.s stores yeah yeah. So I don't know if we should, like I said to you before, but possibly looking into also setting up a European one if the interest is there. But we need to, again, find out if the interest is there. Sure. Over time. Yeah.
1: Well, I know a lot so. of the places I looked at ship overseas. The, the prices obviously do go up um, for the overseas stuff, which I tried to mark them down for the overseas stuff as much as possible uh, mm-hmm. to make it so people, you know, on your side of the pond, as it says. Um, can can still purchase it even if, when i do mark it down it's still more expensive but i think it's the shipping more than anything that's the problem um, well, look that's
0: that's kind of what happens though you know yeah that's it is just the shipping is typically the big big kicker yeah for us like you know, ordering a t-shirt from the states it's a horrible
1: horrible thing <laughs> to <you> go through <laughs> So, well, we're also uh, working on our Patreon. Like I said, um, there's been some issues with Patreon the past few weeks. I've heard about uh, people's audio not going up, um, accounts being not deleted, but the stuff going on with people's accounts, money not going through and stuff. So, we're going to give them a little bit of time to get their shit together, maybe a couple weeks. If they still haven't, then we might just run all of our uh, exclusive stuff through red circle and buy me a coffee uh if that's possible because the good thing about buying me a coffee is you can you can subscribe to a monthly thing or a yearly thing or you can just make a one-time donation you don't have to subscribe to anything so you know it's either or but that's pretty good
0: yeah and i like my coffee
1: <laughs> and that's specifically for buying coffee but anyway yeah um so this is going to be a three-parter, and I'm hoping that we can get together again and record pretty quickly, because what I'd like to do is put out an episode, um, you know, when we normally do, and then the next two weeks. So I don't want you guys to have to wait, you know, six weeks to finish a whole three-part series. It'll be boom, boom, boom each week. So, the, so next week, um, when you would be, you know, from when this comes out, the next week would normally be our off week like to put second episode there and then the third episode of the week we normally would that way you guys aren't waiting so long to fill it, it would make sense six weeks of horror for the show six weeks you have to wait but i'm not gonna do that i don't want to do that to you guys you yeah. know six weeks is a long time it's kind for... of, that'd be kind of fun though. <laughs> that's a long that's a long time for ways. one series <laughs> when, when you know you're just gonna yeah. hear just the most awful shit it's like you gotta wait two weeks to hear just the most awful shit
0: <laughs> actually speaking of uh, hearing awful shit before we uh, sign off i have a little thing that can help you um with your with your accents
1: okay i'm always open yeah
0: um so if you want to try and speak in a scottish accent oh. i've already said this on this podcast already sure <laughs> but anyway if you want to speak in scottish accent if you say the word space ghettos in a stereotypical American accent, it sounds like you're saying Spice, Spice girls. girls.
1: Space Ghettos. Space
0: Ghettos? Space Ghettos? Space Ghettos. <laughs> hey, guys, space you ever hear those Space Ghettos?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. There's oh, God, there's a handful of those that you could do. I think Liam Neeson was telling people how to say stuff to make yourself sound like Irish and shit.
0: Oh, speaking of sound Irish, here's a little interesting factoid for you as we discovered the other day. So um, my wife and I were watching a TV series. It's an Australian show called Glitch. I mean, it's a pretty decent show. It's up on Netflix here anyway. I don't know if it's on Netflix or over in the States.
1: Uh,
0: but um, it, now there's an Irish character in the first couple of seasons throughout the entire thing really. But um, there's an Irish actor that plays this guy. Yeah. And then there's episodes where it shows like he's floating to kind of Scenes from further back when he's younger, and they get a non Irish person to play this guy. (laughs) And he's an Australian (laughs) who plays now. The accent is the worst Irish accent I've ever heard in my life. It's like we don't get offended by people doing really crappy, stereotypical Irish accents. You enter a show and you have, like, let's say Tom Cruise and Far and Away, look it up people, right? It's, It's horrific, but we don't take offense to those things. Um, we, we were offended by this. Like, right, we were really offended by this. It was so bad, right? That I I to Google the guy and I had to Google the worst Irish accents to see was he listed? And he wasn't listed. But in the list then, and I had to look this up after the fact, is Matt Damon in The Great Wall. Oh, yeah. Apparently his character is Irish and I didn't know this. So I looked it up and looked up and it, you can hear the slight. Twang that he's trying to do. He's supposed to be some Irish mercenary. Yeah, and it is so goddamn bad. You just made me think of it. though you up The Great Wall.
1: I mean, you. But, oh my god! You got to go a long way to offend an Irishman. I, <laughs> I will
0: try and find a video of this guy. If and I'll try and send it on to you. If. And it's just so bad.
1: We might, we might That <laughs> might be a show that's on here. I don't know. I'll have to check and see. If it is, then I'll, I'll, I'll check it out to see what you're talking about. Uh, it yeah. kind of reminds me, when you talk about that, it kind of reminds me of Outlawing when we talked about uh, Mick Jagger playing uh, oh, an yeah. <laughs> Australian. <laughs> oh,
0: God. I, lo- I loved those sort of casting choices. Like I said, in that episode, where I mentioned the fact of um, Sean Connery playing a Spanish yeah. prince yeah in Highlander uh, Highlander <laughs> yeah and the Swede playing the Scott.
1: I remember I'm a Spanish Prince <laughs> fucking shit uh, that's why I try not to do accents unless I'm just going to go as horrible as possible with them because like uh, they never but come off. It, yeah, yeah. V- uh, lean into it yeah, yeah that's, that's, lean that's into how saying. horrible they are yeah alright alright anyway that's all uh, that's all I got you got anything anything else you want to pearls of wisdom nah. to share <laughs> no I
0: don't think there's anything anything wise anyway like, yeah.
1: alright I, all I can say is for the next episode guys hold on to your butts because it's not going to be fun uh, we'll try to make it as fun as possible but you could only make you could only make massive rape so much fun before <laughs> you, it feels like you're uh, poking fun at people so,
0: yeah it's very
1: hard to polish a turret yeah, in that fight. All right, guys, that's all I got. Take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and we'll see you. Sayonara.